1: Hello and welcome to The Gaily Prophet, a humorous yet ruthless podcast where two queer IRL witches read Harry Potter and talk about it. I am America's favorite Griffin dandy, Lark Malachi Gray.
0: And I am Griffin Douglas Ferdinand, Jesse Blount. And today we are talking about Chapter 19, The Hungarian Horn in which Harry is having a two week long anxiety attack because he has to do something for this first task that is for sure dangerous and everyone is still bullying the fuck out of him. Ron is still ghosted, and Rita Skeeter went full tablet on him, getting him and Hermione some serious unwanted attention. Hermione is both dealing with this bullying and trying to counsel Ron and Harry to just fucking talk to one another, which sounds fucking exhausting. A few days before the first task, Harry goes to Hogsmeade in his invisibility cloak, which Hermione dislikes, but keeps Harry out of the public eye. Hermione is thinking about the next steps for Spew, specifically more direct action. Um, thankfully, Harry is spared this when he notices Hagrid and Moody are the three boomsticks, And you just can't trick that magical eye. So they come over to say hello, and Hagrid tells Harry to meet her at her house at midnight. Harry's Google calendar is now full since he's fire timing serious at 1am. But he goes down to Hagrid and ends up being the kind of third wheel on Hagrid's date with Madame Maxine. No, wait, it's to show Harry what the first task will be. Motherfucking dragons! <laughs> uh, and one for each champion, in fact. And they're they are hidden out of sight of the castle. Harry, having seen enough, goes back to the castle and literally bumps into Karkaroff on his way to see the dragons. But, you know, whatever. Time to talk to Sirius, who's looking great, by the way. And Harry is able to unload all the shit he's kept inside for the past month. Sirius is like, dragons ain't shit. Uh, Karkaroff is a Death Eater who could have dealt with the minister for a lesser sentence and is teaching dark arts to the Durmstrang kids, so watch out. Sirius, of course, suspects Karkaroff of the whole goblet thing and informs Harry that there has been some increased Death Eater activity in the world, and so Sirius thinks that Voldy knows about the tournament and is using it as a way to get Harry. Which, as we all know, is in fact correct. Now, down to the dragons. Sirius is about to tell him the secret of getting past them, but someone on the staircase spooks them both, and Sirius is out. Turns out it was just Ron, and Harry has been itching for this fight. They yell. Harry throws some things and storms up to bed.
1: That was great. Thank you. I love fire timing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Just> Top
1: notch. <laughs> Uh, Before we get into it, I'm gonna do a shameless self-promotion. I, as I've been mentioning or have mentioned a couple times, I'm kickstarting a tarot deck that I designed. I'm really stoked about it. The Kickstarter is gonna go live on February 8th. So if you can like mark your calendars, put an alarm in your phone, uh, the more it gets interacted with, on the first day that it's up the more kickstarter will show it to people so even if you don't care about tarot or aren't on the market for a tarot deck or don't have the funds to kickstart it if you can just go like click on it on that day that would be super because i really want it to happen
0: yeah you could definitely you could tell your friends about it uh 2022 is a good year to get into tarot because why the fuck not and also Anyone who is interested in a tarot deck that is not heavily gendered, Lark's deck is a deck for you. Uh, The art is fantastic, and you get to not be like, ugh, the Empress.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There is, in fact, no Empress in this deck. Um, I also worked really hard to make it a deck that is beginner-friendly. So if you're someone who wants to get into tarot and is like, I don't want to use the Rider White deck to get into tarot, which is what everyone will tell you you have to use. This deck is one that I, like, really put a lot of effort into making sure that people who are just learning how to use tarot for the first time can communicate with. The art is very intentionally made to be like, this is what this card is about. I even beta tested it with people who have never seen a tarot card before to make sure that it was giving the vibe that it should be giving. So, yes. That's that. I feel very weird about being like support my thing, but do please support my thing.
0: Uh it's fucking cool. You should definitely support it.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, so February 8th. That's that's the day. And uh with that, so we're going to get into today's headlines. Dragons sighted at Hogwarts. Are your children safe?
0: <laughs> Are your children ever safe?
1: No. And with that, we turn to the front page where we talk about everything that doesn't go anywhere else.
0: I feel like I have so many things in this section. All
1: right, cool. What do you go first?
0: My first thing is that we have a small moment in the doomed from the start Cho-Harry romance. Yeah, we do. In which Cho's just trying to be nice and Harry yells at her for no goddamn reason.
1: <laughs> he yells at her for a very good reason, just nothing to do with her.
0: yeah. And then he's like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) probably look at the person before you start yelling at them. (laughs) Oh, God. Make sure it's not your crush. Yeah, I would be mortified.
1: Totally. But also I like feel for him because I can totally understand why he did what he did. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to start at the beginningest of possible beginnings with the chapter title. It's a spoiler.
0: Oh, yeah, it really is.
1: What was she thinking? Like you already know now what dragon Harry is gonna get in the next chapter.
0: Yeah, that is true. I don't know why that has has never occurred to me. But you, yeah, you are totally correct. What 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 else? What other dragon? But of course, even if it hadn't been like the chapter names, like you should have known the most dangerous one was going to be the one that Harry gets, regardless.
1: Yeah, of course, but that's different from it being completely given away to you yeah what do you have next
0: um harry mentions that hanging out with hermione means less laughter and more time at the library and i want to just pause to examine this because i don't know any unfunny nerds like hermione and so i think that harry just doesn't get her jokes
1: yeah i agree i actually had this in politics because i was like what the (laughs) fuck harry Potter." I agree. Hermione is obviously super witty and hilarious and Harry just is not keeping up.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's very like dry and you have to like, it's like a thing where you're like, wait, what? And then you're like, "Ha ha!" (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, Harry just doesn't pay attention or read enough to get her jokes or something. Yeah. So.
1: I gotta say, the thing that made me put it in politics, I think, was that Harry says there's, you know, much less laughter and a lot more hanging around the library when Hermione was your best friend, indicating that normally she's just a friend, I guess. But obviously Harry and Ron are Hermione's best friends at all times. And I think it sucks. I think it sucks that Harry doesn't just always consider himself to be someone who has two best friends.
0: Yeah. Also, I feel like the whole thing about... Hermione, a bit less laughter is very like Hermione's a stick in the mud kind of friend, and it's like that's just smacks of misogyny.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Also, how dare you to be best friends with a person who has literally saved your ass every goddamn year and will continue to save your ass every goddamn year?
1: Yeah, just be like, she's my friend, whatever. I don't value her as highly as I value Ron Weasley, who offers <laughs> nothing uh okay so as you pointed out in your intro hagrid's having a great day we get the line harry leaves trusting that hagrid wouldn't miss him with the attractions of four dragons and Madame maxime to occupy her and you're like hagrid is in her happiest of happy places and i am so pleased for her
0: it's like if Hagrid needed to cast a Patronus, this is one of the memories that she would that she would think of. 100%.
1: Yeah, Charlie's like, "Uh, what a date, Hagrid." And you're like, "Are you kidding? What's hotter than going on a date with someone where you're doing something that they are so stoked about?" If you aren't into seeing someone that you have a crush on be really into something, then you're not into that person.
0: Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And then I'm also a little bit like, LOL at Charlie, because I'm like, if you were someone that dated people, you would bring them to hang out with some dragons, because obviously you're just as obsessed with dragons as Hagrid is. Totally. <laughs> like, this is your job. Like, you are so stoked to be like, fucking dragons. Like, come on, Charlie.
1: Yeah, that's a great point.
0: <laughs> oh. Right. Like I feel like all of the probably a majority of Charlie's friends are just the other dragon keepers. They just hang out and like drink straight whiskey and cheap beer and like <laughs> hang and like talk about the dragons and that's just like
1: God, I want to be friends with them.
0: I know, I want that life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds so dreamy.
0: Okay, so my next thing is that just to start off with a lot of Rita's uh in factual, uh, and unfactual, all of Rita's fake news. I think despite, even though she says that Hermione is stunningly pretty, I don't actually think she knows what Hermione looks like. Because she literally walks past her, mm-hmm. <laughs> leaving the three sticks. So I'm like, where did you get this information <laughs> from?
1: <laughs> Probably from Colin Creevy, who clearly has a crush on Hermione.
0: I mean, that is probably real. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like Harry is so cool. And then it's like really cool, hot friend, Hermione. And that's it. <laughs>
1: yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably because Iran probably is probably really mean to the creepy Brothers. And granted, they are a lot and they do cross a lot of boundaries with Harry. They sure do. Like, which isn't great. But I feel like Ron is still probably unduly mean to them. Yeah.
1: And definitely. part
0: of it is part of it is loyalty to Harry, but I think part of it is just he could be mean to them.
1: Yeah. Ron seems like the kind of person who redirects his feelings onto people with less power than him, which is not a good person to be.
0: Yeah. And does anyone with less political capital in the Gryffindor house slash in Hogwarts? I'm it's the creepy brothers. Totally. I mean partly because of be muggle-born but also probably because of just like they're like capital f like fanboys yeah. <laughs> in a way that is very funny and they're really but dorpy, also, like... and they're
1: also like really short i think there's a lot of ways that these kids are very bullyable
0: oh just like jonathan
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: they're like very sincere they're like painfully sincere about everything
1: yeah uh okay so this is actually my last thing here I obviously really love that Sirius is looking well. I assume that he's staying with Remus somewhere, but then he says that he's broken into someone's house to use their fireplace. And I'm like, where are you? Where is he? I don't understand.
0: Maybe, maybe him and Lupin are living off grid.
1: (laughs) True. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if they're not in a witching house, their house isn't going to have wizard internet basically
0: yeah because i'm like that would make sense from a safety perspective mm-hmm. and also i refuse to believe that like of course he looks good because clearly lupin is it's all love and probably yeah. food yeah <laughs>
1: yeah i feel like sirius is the cook but like I feel like this the their living situation would be one where Lupin was like, Remember how much you loved cooking? Like just being this really great, like you've been through a lot of trauma supportive partner being like, Let's get back into it. Like let's try new recipes. Let's reinvigorate your passion. I know.
0: That's so great. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Listeners were both having um making faces that indicate they were having deep feelings that you obviously can't hear, but I promise <laughs> that it's happening. <laughs>
0: Uh, and now you too can have those feelings yep. about it. Yeah, I feel like, right, I feel like Sirius probably knows how to make like the kind of person who's like I made this hollandaise sauce from scratch for you, mm-hmm. for brunch.
1: Delicious.
0: Yeah. Uh, this actually fits really nicely into my next point. on Love one of that. My next things, okay. In which when Hagrid goes to Madame Maxine's to the powder blue carriage she attempts to say a French word and it just doesn't come out yeah. and all I could think about is this is me every time I try to say a French word and mispronounce it to Nicole who like studied French for like in, like, in college. Yeah I got a whole ass and degree I'm, in it. Right and I'm <laughs> like mire mire please mire pois. and she's just like no that's not
1: how you pronounce it Oh yeah
0: So I deeply empathize with this moment <laughs> with <it>. a <laughs> We're up like words are fucking hard to say.
1: Also, Bong Sewer is so much better than Bonjour anyway. So, like,
0: (laughs) just Uh, that that definitely sounds like someone's garage band.
1: (laughs) I bet it's at least there's at least one wizard rock band out there named Bong Sewer. And if there's not, there should be.
0: Yeah. If you now are going to go off and create a a walk walk group name bong sewer please let us know yes please <laughs> because what a good name <laughs> that is. okay all right So yes. my my last thing is charlie weasley knowing hagrid so well in which he is like hagrid we counted all the eggs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's so perfect it is. it's like i know you friend Uh, you could not come in here and try to take an egg. (laughs) We have a very elaborate spreadsheet of all of the eggs. (laughs) Yeah, and he,
1: like, knows her well enough to be like, you definitely didn't learn your lesson with Norbert. (laughs) Welcome to the education section where we talk about this goddamn school. My first note is pickling rat brains? What... Ew. What?
0: Yeah. Ew.
1: So gross. And like, without magic, we have to assume, because detention is always like, do the gross thing without magic. And it's like, this is sick. This is worse than having to disembowel toads. Also, excuse me, I just realized, Neville, toad parent, had to disembowel toads. Ron, former rat parent, has to pickle rat brains snape is so terrible this is so pointed and just cruel what the fuck oh my god i just got so much more angry than i already was
0: yeah it's like just just fire him just no why why are you even
1: yep oh i'm so mad
0: uh no that's fucked up yeah that is fucked up also just like just like logistically it sounds like the worst
1: yeah rat brains are tiny too
0: rat brains are tiny rat skulls are tiny I mean rat heads are very tiny i don't I honestly don't even know how you would like re- remove the brain from the skull without while well, keeping it intact but like using what's available to witches and not legitimate surgical equipment yeah <laughs> He's like, here's a paring knife. Right. Good luck. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Fuck all of that. It's sick. Um. Obviously, a lot of what Sirius tells Harry, a lot of his theory is pretty spot on. But of course, Karkaroff is just a red herring of sorts. He's like, he's not the one doing this shit. He's just trying to do the least amount of work. <laughs> Which, can't blame him for that. (laughs) But I actually also want to challenge Sirius's, I guess it's hard, because I kind of want to challenge Sirius's being like, from what I've heard on the grapevine after being in jail for 12 years, is that Karkaroff's been teaching uh, all these kids the dark arts. And it's like, I mean, Victor, seemingly, I think, the prize student of Karkaroff, seems like a good guy. Like if he knows how to use the dark arts, it hasn't affected him in a way that makes him do it all the time or, you know, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I guess I don't, I mean, I'm sure obviously there are some kids at Durmstrang that are learning the dark arts because they're telling because at Hogwarts learn the dark arts, Mm -hmm. like just because of Death Eaters at your school.
1: Well, Malfoy confirmed that at the beginning of the book when he was talking about his dad trying to send him to germstrang he says they actually learn the dark arts not just the defense crap that they teach at hogwarts
0: that is true
1: i think it makes a good point though like what you're saying about victor which is like just because you have access to something doesn't like the information doesn't make you a bad person your choices are what make you a bad person victor can know that information and like be the kind of person who would never you know
0: yeah And like, honestly, I guess it is also hard for me to say that, for me to know if it would make sense to learn some, to at least have like the theory of dark arts as opposed to just the defense of it. Mm -hmm. And part of your like, here's how it works so you can counteract it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, kids learn tons of stuff that you can put to bad applications if you choose to, but like if you are also learning the ethics of the thing then hopefully you're not going to choose to do that you know
0: right it's like being a like teenage punk and being like i'm gonna download the anarchist cookbook and it's just like some of us just want to feel cool but it doesn't necessarily mean that like you're gonna go out and like napalm a bunch of people or whatever the fuck's in that Book, yeah so. it makes
1: me think about the like lock picking tiktoks where the comments will be full of people being like you're teaching people how to steal shit you're teaching people how to pick locks and it's like just because like this is based on i think this very damaging idea that is sort of very widespread in general that people only don't do bad things because they don't have access to do the bad things or because they're afraid of the repercussions of doing the bad things but not because they just like don't want to do harm and it's just really weird it's like just because someone knows how to pick a lock doesn't mean that they're then going to go out and like steal things from someone you know right that's not how that that's not necessarily how that works
0: Even though that is what a lot of uh, U.S. sex education is built on, if you don't know anything about safe sex, you're not going to do it, which is, of course, a fucking lie. (laughs) That's
1: also what our legal system is built on. I mean, I feel like they talk about this a lot on You're Wrong About, where it's like we can't give lenient sentences because then people will think that they can do murders and get away with it. And the only thing stopping people from doing murders is the fact that they might get in trouble for it, as opposed to the fact that most people just don't want to do a murder. Yeah. But we just, like, don't believe that somehow. It's like, well, if people could, everyone would murder their spouse right now. They're just so afraid of the American justice system that that's why they don't do it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, despite the fact of how it's easier to get a gun than to do most things in this country, it's like, you know, if you're someone like me, who likes a lot of crime and horror fiction it's like i could tell you like a dozen ways to kill someone like right now and like just because i know that doesn't mean i'm going to go out and like murder a bunch of people
1: right exactly it's a weird it's a weird way of thinking about like human morality
0: well i mean i think a lot of i don't know i guess i i think at least when it's people who are thinking is influenced by christianity it's a sort of assumption that just like the only thing keeping anyone from doing anything bad is like a fear of punishment, mm-hmm. especially since like Christianity does lean, want to lean heavily on punishment versus people are people and do people stuff, you know.
1: Yeah, totally. No, that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, that got heavy. Uh, <laughs> is it my <laughs> turn? <time>? Oh
0: wow. Ah. <laughs> uh- it sure is because that's the only thing i had in education so it is that is your
1: cool so yeah my only other thing here is that i think it is atrocious that they have not banned these fucking badges apparently most of the school is wearing them yeah sorry i didn't mean to cut you off what were you saying
0: no it's atrocious just like the i mean all the bullying that happening that happens in this school previous is pretty bad but allowing these buttons to go unchecked for this long is just atrocious yeah
1: no good the school sucks
0: uh yeah this school is real real bad i would would never want to go to this school no
1: welcome to the politics section where we talk about things that are fucked up
0: there's just so much misogyny in this chapter. It's disgusting. I mean, we've already discussed a little bit the sort of misogyny of like her money being unfunny and just being like, it's a lot of studying. Yeah. Fuck all that noise. Also, we get Sirius being so mean about Bertha. Yeah. Like, what unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, cool. Okay. Um, you didn't need to say all those hateful things about her.
1: Yeah yeah i agree uh my first thing here is just that like how fucked up rita's article
0: is it's real bad
1: it's so bad that's so irresponsible like this is some yeah like national Enquirer. like you just you just wrote a piece of fiction and published it as as fact you can't do that you ought not do that. Obviously, she can do that, but she should not have done that.
0: Yeah, and I and I mean, once again, right? Like she shouldn't have written this completely false article. Where where are the editors? Is there's no one editing this newspaper? Is this just an article aggregate like HuffPost, where it's just like <laughs> someone is just like you wrote a thing, cool, we'll publish it. Sounds cool.
1: It's the same editor that uh, this book had. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh
1: yeah i don't know i don't know yeah it's it's like don't you need to
0: like fact check aren't there (sighs) i mean again when is seemingly anything fact checked in this world
1: it's not it no that's not that's not a thing here this is the problem when you only have one news source you know
0: yeah uh this is a good reason why monopolies are bad Uh (laughs) uh-huh even though i mean i think all of the news sources here in the united states are owned by three people and then npr so like yeah you have that too (laughs) yeah yeah no this article is like it's not it doesn't even feel like real news it's like did you get just like some internet blogger to talk about this tournament (laughs) and just like
1: yeah it's like a it's like a, a profile a, a fake profile, an interview that she did mm. in her imagination and is yeah. pretending to be about the Triwizard tournament. It's like, what are you doing? It's terrible.
0: Right. Yeah. And the fact that she misspells Crub and Fleur's name um, and doesn't
1: mention Cedric at all.
0: And doesn't mention Cedric at all. Like, that's just like, those are basic, here's how you do journalism facts. It's Let's not misspelling.
1: It. It's so funny because it's like, I think it's supposed to be a burn. Like, I think the reason JKR included that is that it's supposed to be like insulting. And so we have to assume that Rita thinks that it's insulting to misspell their names. I'm like, I'm sorry, this actually just makes you look like a bad journalist. That's not insulting to the other champions. Like, oh, they weren't important enough for you to spell their names right. It just makes you look bad at your job.
0: Especially, I mean, okay, so misspelling anyone's name in an article is probably a thing you shouldn't do. Crum is an international Quidditch star, so you would assume he would be in the news all the time anyway.
1: Yeah. His name is also extremely phonetic. (laughs) Like, completely, actually completely phonetic, because neither is spelled with a C, which can make two different sounds. Like, it is as phonetic as a name can possibly
0: be. This is true. (laughs) Got old Victor Crumb.
1: You go out of your way to misspell that one. Yeah, it's real bad. Yeah, it's terrible.
0: What do you have next? Um, I have one thing that is health and science adjacent. Okay. Which is, um, number one, I do not think it is a good idea to move giant animals like a dragon with their eggs. Why would you do that? That sounds like... They're just going to stress eat all the eggs or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, And then the adjacent point is, I think we can all agree that apex predators are at their most dangerous to humans when it's about their babies. Why would you ever think, you know what would be a good first task for these teenagers to do is to go up against broody dragons protecting their eggs.
1: It's so wild. It's so absurd. I like you we see it takes six six wizards, six trained wizards to bring down witches to bring down one dragon. And it's like not just I mean we keep comparing this to the Olympics, right? In the Olympics you train for what you're going to be doing. So, like, not only have they not trained, they also are not even supposed to know what they're going to be doing until the moment that they come face-to-face with the dragon. Right. And this is, like, a highly specialized field. And they're at their most dangerous. The fact that Hogwarts has taken on the liability for this is, like, what? You did what?
0: I mean, insurance must not exist in this world because this, this sounds like... This could get so out of hand and terrible so quickly because these like so you have these angry, confused dragons because they're in a place they have never been before with their babies and they're like, what the fuck? And and I mean to go along with the Olympics, like so I mean there's like a there's a handful of e- equestrian uh, Olympic categories. What do you call it? Games? Jeez. Whatever. There's there's Olympic equestrian sports. Those horses train as hard every day as the, the people who train to do the thing in the Olympics. There's no surprises. Right. You know that horse knows exactly what's going to happen in a jumping ring and in a dressage area, whatever the fuck. Taking wild animals that like aren't like they're not domesticated. They don't. They're probably you know maybe not super used to people and just like put them in the middle of a stadium full of how who knows how many people like this is legit animal cruelty yeah number one it is and so incredibly dangerous for the contestants and the spectators none of this shit makes any goddamn sense
1: right i mean from a liability standpoint it's like this the contestants you know signed up for this they made they agreed to this danger but like one dragon could 100% take out the entire student body of Hogwarts if it decided to.
0: Yeah, this is like competitive bomb diffusing where it's like, let's all gather around while someone diffuses this bomb. Yeah, that's is. a cool.
1: <laughs> uh, that's the perfect analogy.
0: Anyway, leave these leave these dragons alone. And even if you're going to have dragons, could you have small dragons? Could you have dragons that don't have what we're assuming are bronze bone spur spikes on its one end of the dragon (laughs) and like fire pouring out of the? Like, why would you decide, yes, that's going to be the one we're going to bring? Like, why not just have four, like, just random Commonwealth dragons?
1: Yeah, why do they need to be four different breeds of dragon? That's weird. That doesn't make any sense because that's not even like the Hungarian horntail is more dangerous than the others. So like that should be taken into account when Harry is being scored, you know, because he gets yeah. marked down a point for getting injured. And it's like, yeah, but none of the other contestants could have been injured by their dragon's tails in that way. So like,
0: yeah, yeah. The Hunta- the Hungarian horntail should not have been a, a drag a dragon they brought into this. They should have been like, you're staying wherever the fuck in the in our wildlife sanctuary with your eggs, Yeah. What they should have done was bring fucking Norbert. Oh. That's true. I am so, I'm so upset that Norbert is not one of these dragons.
1: Maybe she wasn't brooding.
0: But it could have been cute. Harry could have been like, oh, I know that dragon. It's still trying to kill me.
1: (laughs) That's true. No, that would have been really great. Oh my God. Can you imagine Hagrid? I know.
0: Uh. So great. (laughs) And then it's like... And then Hager would be even more happy to see Norbert and, like, knit this dragon a hat or something yeah. or a blanket. And I just would have been like, oh, my
1: God. it <sighs> would have been incredible.
0: I know. And even the fact that Norbert has a poisonous bite would have still been better than a Hungarian fucking horntail.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I assume all the dragons have poisonous
0: bites. I guess that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> kind of like Gila monster. Well, I mean, I guess, no, Gila monsters don't have venom. No, Gila monsters do have venom. Kimono dragons are the one where their mouths are just super full of gross bacteria. And so you just like get a really terrible infection and die. Gross. Yeah. Uh, I think that's actually how, that's part of how they hunt their prey. It's just biting them and then waiting for them to die. And then they're just like, cool, mozzie over and eat you. Anyway.
1: Good, good strategy they're so cool (laughs) um yeah so my last thing here is just my ire at harry for saying hermione when are you gonna give up on this spew stuff no
0: yeah fuck you harry hermione's about to be on some direct action earth first bullshit she's ready yeah
1: (laughs) support your friends when has she ever not supported you in your passions fuck you harry
0: potter also, you literally have one friend now. Everyone fucking hates you except for Hermione. Like, seriously, dude, seriously.
1: Yeah, get it together, Harry. Welcome to Editorials, where we rant about stuff.
0: Um, if I had an invisibility cloak and this was happening to me, I would never not be wearing it, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like fuck all these kids i'm gonna walk to class in invisibility cloak you're gonna turn around i'm fucking there all of a sudden like you're never gonna see me i don't know why it takes harry being like going to Hogsmeade to be like oh yeah my invisibility cloak it's like that should have been number one
1: it's harry's special ability is forgetting that he has an invisibility cloak
0: (laughs) which fair i totally get that but if i own an invisibility cloak it would. I would always just have it in my backpack because you never know when you need to like not you're just like, actually, I don't want anyone to perceive me
1: right now. Totally. Yes. I would love to have an invisibility cloak.
0: Hell yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah.
1: A few years ago, I changed my answer in the would you choose flight or invisibility question. Um, having always chosen flight for, you know, my whole life, suddenly I started really thinking about the opportunities that you're granted if you're invisible and it was really thinking about the just gleeful antagonism that i could perform to people protesting outside of abortion clinics if i could turn invisible. oh my god
0: so much omg yeah
1: i was like never mind i choose invisibility <laughs> like i've i've changed my mind here
0: that's so funny i've always i think chosen invisibility <laughs>
1: Okay, my first thing here is that Harry's whole deal this chapter is, like, very hashtag mood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Truly. He,
1: he is described as uh, experiencing a horizon that has never looked darker, a feeling of barely controlled panic that goes with him everywhere he goes, and this this line, I'm... For a second, he tried to say fine, but he just couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, Harry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what does he say in the beginning where it's like this like great beast on the road in front of him and it's just like... Yep. Yep.
1: (sighs) Very, very identifiable is what it is.
0: I know, it's sort of miraculous he's actually kept it together up until that point. Really.
1: Yeah. Yeah you know he like spills his guts to serious but i'm like it's i can't believe you didn't just start sobbing i feel like maybe if this had gone out another few weeks he would have been to the breaking point of just starting to break down but
0: it does make me think that once again harry just keep a journal
1: oh yeah
0: i mean unless the whole voldemort thing maybe you put him. actually on. that's
1: a really good point <laughs>
0: Which I guess I really can't blame him for that if that is what's going
1: on. Yeah, true. What do you have next?
0: I just love how Harry is like freaking out about the next task and Cedric is maybe also freaking out outwardly about the next task, the first task. And Flora's just like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) She's unflappable. She's like, I'm going to kill this shit. Y'all can't tell me nothing. I love it.
1: Or at least she's very good at projecting portraying that that is true as someone who often is perceived as being fine when i am in fact falling apart inside i don't want to make any assumptions about how flora is actually doing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (sighs) i have some writing rants
0: yes
1: um i'm trying to decide how many I, i wrote down three i don't think i'm gonna go on about all three of them
0: I mean, you can. (laughs) I know.
1: I'm just going to do two. All
0: right. I'm going to leave the
1: the least egregious out. Am I? No, I'm not. I'm going to talk about all three of them. Never mind.
0: There you go. All right. Perfect. The
1: first one, we're going to spend the least amount of time on, though. So it's this sentence. Hermione often complained about Crumb being there, M-dash. Not that he ever bothered them, M-dash, but because groups of giggling girls often turned up to spy on him. And M-dash is used. You should be able to take the thing inside the the dashes out of the sentence and still have it read legibly hermione often complained about crumb being there but because groups of giggling girls often turned up to spy on him is not a sentence that's not how you write that
0: nope
1: i hate it <laughs> okay followed by he didn't mention this. Semicolon. He and Hermione hadn't discussed what was coming up in the first task much. Semicolon. He had the feeling she didn't want to think about it.
0: Why are there two semicolons?
1: I don't know.
0: What are they doing there? They could, those could just been commas. Easy. Y-
1: yes. It's so weird. What are they doing there?
0: Being superfluous. Yeah. Superfluous. Yeah. You nailed it. Oh, you're gonna... Cool.
1: It's so weird. Okay, and then lastly, <laughs> Harry scrambled to his feet, hiding the fire. M dash. If someone saw Sirius's face within the walls of Hogwarts, they would raise an almighty comma. They would raise an almighty uproar. M dash. The Ministry would get dragged in. M dash. He comma Harry comma would be questioned <laughs> about Sirius's whereabouts. M dash. End of sentence.
0: Wow, that is like everything you hate about the scoundrel's writing in one sentence. That could have realistically been just three sentences. Yes, with like less no m dashes.
1: There's so nothing about <laughs> the grammar of the sentence makes any sense.
0: Although I'm pretty sure you shouldn't end a sentence on an m dash. Like I don't think that's how that works. I
1: don't think so either. It's <laughs> so much. It is so horrible to look at. <laughs> can I actually And I of
0: course heard your hated Harry he come here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. There's no
1: semicolon in this sentence unfortunately. Otherwise it really would be like the pinnacle. <laughs> um I'm going to put this in the chat just so that you can like look at it with your eyes.
0: Yeah, wow. You don't even need to think about the ministry. Yeah, why are there so many m dashes?
1: Like the one comma, it's it's almost like none, almost none of this punctuation is necessary. Have you seen the TikTok that's going around where people reduce like famous works of literature to just their punctuation? No, it's really cool. What? Uh, so cool. and it. Re- it's like here's a Jane Austen novel here's like a Hemingway novel and it's like you can really see where the author is you know just by looking at the the punctuation in the book
0: Yeah I feel like I feel like Hemingway's a lot of periods and maybe some commas and like nothing else mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> And I saw it, but then one of our listeners also sent it to me on Instagram and was like, imagine the Harry Potter series. <laughs> and I was like, I knew that was my wow. first
0: thought
1: when I watched it, too.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. So many M dashes and ellipses and so
1: like, <laughs> It's so funny because she gets on a fucking roll in like each chapter. So it's like the last chapter would have just been a sea of of ellipses and then this chapter is just like m dashes <laughs> i just hate it so much <sighs> anyway that's that for this week
0: <laughs> yeah i think it's just gonna get worse the further in this series we go because i distinctly remember being like the later books i'm like this could have been edited better <laughs>
1: I think I need to start a doc where I put the most egregious examples, and then we can have like a runoff at the end of the podcast where people vote for like what's the worst sentence.
0: It'll be like a like a like a March Madness bracket yeah. but for worst sentences. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, incredible! Incredible.
1: Do you have anything else in this section?
0: I do. Okay, so Ron's still being a dick. Yeah, he is. But, I have to say there's a moment at the end of this chapter where I feel bad for him, not when Harry throws a badge at him, because honestly he kind of deserved that, Mm -hmm. is that he's wearing maroon Paisley pajamas, which he did not pick out for himself. Molly probably brought for him. In maroon, which he hates. Mm -hmm. And he probably hates Paisley also, even though I'm like, maroon Paisley pajamas sound cute as fuck. I would wear those but Technology
1: curse alert. all right sorry you were saying ron does not like maroon paisley pajamas
0: um and i feel bad for him because once again molly has forgotten what color ron likes slash dislikes yeah and they're like eight inches too short yeah and it just like it just kind of sucks i just I, I feel bad for ron for just like maybe still not quite getting the uh parental attention that he would like he would prefer
1: right it's sad and i feel like the reason that harry points it out so much is because he also is feeling bad for ron and he's angry that ron is presenting him with reasons to feel bad for him when he's so justifiably angry with ron which i actually think is like really good writing because there is some good writing here
0: yeah and i mean and like harry also like knows that that this is this is the quickest this is the ron's sort of uh biggest not healed like wound of his psyche is like his family's poverty yeah totally yeah uh
1: okay so my last editorial is how the fuck are they quote-unquote hiding these dragons in the woods when the dragons are roaring so loud that you can clearly hear it for like miles around <laughs>
0: maybe that's why they woke him up at like midnight but like the kids are asleep they <laughs> won't hear them
1: yeah they're just gonna keep them drugged throughout the day
0: yeah I'm like if they've if they've gone right because Harry walks like what like he takes him like 15 minutes 20 minutes to go from like where the dragons are to like his common room that's not far enough
1: <laughs> no although he is booking it because it takes him half an hour to walk from his common room just to Hagrid's hut
0: that's true so he's like running yeah but still
1: yeah i agree it's the everyone in the castle could definitely hear that all of the light sleepers were like the fuck
0: all of the kids who are night owls who are writing in their journals or like whatever or like the fuck was that sound? yeah totally <laughs> The fuck's happening in the forbidden forest <laughs> Maybe they could, I mean, maybe they're just like, oh, weird sounds from the Forbidden Forest. But I think you're right. Four dragons is still a, Four angry dragons is still a lot.
1: Yeah, the roar is described as being ear splitting. So it's like, I assume it sounds like a fucking T Rex, you know? You're just like, what is <laughs> right. that?
0: Right. Oh, none of the kids are supposed to know about the dragons. Doesn't everyone know about the dragons at this point? <laughs>
1: welcome to the personal section where we talk about sexy stuff
0: sexy stuff um okay so i have a theory about victor crumb okay about here so harry is like spend a lot of time in the library with hermione hermione's annoyed because all of a sudden victor crumb is here a lot so what i think is that crumb is like who is this cute hogwarts girl with the big hair how can i talk to her and he reads his article and is like, oh, so now I know her name. Now I can be like, hey, where does that Hermione girl hang out at? And everyone's like, the library, because she's just a fucking nerd. <laughs> so he's there trying to like suss her out, maybe be like, is Harry dating her? Can I like, how do I like approach her? What, what kind of stuff is she into? This is my theory. This is canon. This is true
1: he says so or she tells Harry that he said so later in the well, book
0: well I mean yeah they said that like he was like hanging out in the library to like approach her but I'm like he was he was he didn't get up the gumption to do that until the, uh, that Rita article he's like oh okay I mm-hmm, have a name mm-hmm. now I can just covertly yeah. ask someone
1: headcanon accepted <laughs>
0: <laughs> was that a little gavel a, a
1: little baby gavel uh- <laughs>
0: Uh, I also just love Hermione being like, oh, he's not even that good looking.
1: <laughs> he hasn't turned on the Vila charm towards her yet. He's too shy.
0: Apparently not. Yeah. And I mean, Hermione's definitely the kind of person who's just like, oh, you're like moderately attractive. And then it's like, let me tell you about the books that I've read. And it's like. Ooh.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh-huh. True.
0: And then lastly, which we've already touched about, on, is that. Sirius does, in fact, look good from all of that loving that uh, Lupin is giving him. Yeah, he She does. can interpret in a variety of ways. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean all of them.
1: <laughs> 100%. Yes.
0: <sighs>
1: love that for him.
0: <laughs> I, also, I also love that. Love that uh, sexual healing for him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to Corrections, where we talk about things that break canon. (laughs) Okay. So that's, you know, corrections is things that are canonically inconsistent. Mad-Eye Moody's magical eye may be able to see through invisibility cloaks. Harry's invisibility cloak is unlike any other invisibility cloak in existence.
0: Oh, you're right.
1: It is a mythological item created by death himself maybe i don't think the moody's eye could see through harry's invisibility cloak i don't think that makes any fucking sense once we learn the lore of where harry's cloak came from
0: that's true no you're correct yeah i'm like pretty convinced if someone tried to shoot a killing curse at harry when he was wearing the cloak it wouldn't fucking work
1: yeah that makes sense
0: considering the story of the three brothers i'm like that shit repels death. Don't fucking tell me that. Like, don't you can't tell me that that that, that, that the invisibility cloak does not repel the killing curse. I no, don't. Yeah,
1: yeah. They say like it it never shows damage. It doesn't. Yeah, it totally. You're right. You're one hundred percent right.
0: Yeah. No, you. No, you are correct. He should not have been able to see Harry in underneath a literal fucking hollows.
1: Welcome to the health and science section where we talk about magic and science and magical science.
0: I'm really excited about this because so much dragon content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Yes, so since I don't care about and don't believe that any of the extra canon Pottermore shit is true, I'm not going to watch Fantastic Beasts. It's not going to happen. So I'm just so excited to get Dragon's... In this chapter, we learned so much about dragon husb- husband husbandry. Why is it called that anyway uh dragon dragon care slash subduing dragons you need about eight people stunning a dragon, which is a lot mm-hmm. definitely don't know why more people aren't wearing dragon hide leather coats that something could be that something could be a very good protective thing mm-hmm. Someone get McGonagall a fucking Dragonhide leather coat right now. (laughs) Also, you could drug them with sleeping draughts, which I imagine must be a, like, animal trough. (laughs) Where, like, how much? (laughs) Like, you need gallons of this shit for, (laughs) like, what? (laughs) Yeah, and we get distinguishing spells i'm assuming for their very deadly fire breathing capabilities which once again does not help you for the dangerous other end of a hungarian horn tail
1: very true (laughs)
0: um but yeah but we get some cool dragon breeds um up until this point we only got whatever the fuck norbert was so we get the chinese fireball the welsh green the aforementioned hungarian horn tail and Whatever that blue one was
1: called. Swedish Shno- short snout. <laughs> yeah. Swedish short snout. Is that right?
0: I don't have my book with me, so sure. Uh, I would have liked more of this canon in canon. Fantastic pieces, not canon. Sorry, everyone. And I do also appreciate the small detail that the Chinese fireball does sort of kind of resemble sort of what Chinese dragon interpretations look like.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Oh, no, that's a really good, that's a really good
0: point. And clearly Hungarian horn tails are like fucking dinosaurs. Like, why do they have spikes in their tail? Yeah. Harry's like, it's the most lizard, like, this is a fucking dinosaur, y'all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is on the cover of my book. It does honestly look a little bit like a winged, uh, egg. Ang- ankylosaurus ankylosaurus Ankylosaurus, the ones with the spiky tails my favorite dinosaur i should know how to say it but i don't so whatever yeah
0: i really like stegosauruses which i do not have a hard time (laughs) pronouncing i had like a giant inflatable one when i was like five that like came in a like magazine of like dinosaur facts cute i broke it trying to ride on the the, on the dinosaur It was not very sturdy plastic.
1: But. That's not surprising.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've still been like, this is so fucking cool. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about dragons. Even if stunning them, these angry, confused dragons is probably not the best idea.
1: Norwegian Ridgeback.
0: That's Norbert is a Norwegian. Yep,
1: Ridgeback. sorry. They're, one of the processors in my brain has been apparently trying to access that information this whole time. So here it is. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, yeah. We learn more about dragons, which I wish there were more of. Yep. I guess we don't get any more dragon content until book seven.
1: No, I don't think we do.
0: I guess there's plenty of dragon media out there for <laughs>
1: <laughs> True. There is.
0: <sighs> anyway. Alright. Yeah. Just excited. Excited about this. Uh, excited to talk about dragons the next chapter also.
1: Mm-hmm. Unfortunate that we don't get to watch the other dragon competitions i feel like
0: oh yeah i assumed i assumed the scoundrel was just did not feel like writing those sections which was really too bad yeah uh, it's just like less less m dashes and ellipses and more <laughs> more quality dragon content
1: <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, yes <sighs> uh, all right um i only have one thing here which is Isn't the fact that people can flu powder into Hogwarts a major security risk?
0: It really is.
1: I, so I had two theories. One is that the head flu powder thing somehow works differently. So like you can't, you can do this, but you can't actually bring your whole body. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Or Dumbledore set up an illegal flu connection For Sirius to make this call to Harry, interesting. Or it's a terrible security breach. So I guess that's three options.
0: Okay, so I think I think I want to combine your first point, which is maybe as a security, like maybe just that, like the fire call thing is like like making a phone call, so you can't go into someone's house, but you can like call them in their fireplace. Mm -hmm. So then it would make sense if students could make and receive calls in the common room if they wanted to like not just owl their families or something Mm -hmm. you know or maybe it's connected to the fact that Sirius is still technically one of Harry's legal magical guardians maybe if even if the common room is only connected to like you can call your parents but not just like any old rando Hmm. then Sirius would maybe still be able to in that scenario call Harry I like that so,
1: I feel like if you could do that, wouldn't we see people having fire times more frequently?
0: This is true, but it might be happening and Harry just isn't paying attention because Harry is not paying attention to much of anything, of true. anyone, <laughs> true. Besides the five Gryffindors he routinely talks to, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think I have to assume that the whole like sticking, like just like sticking your head in the fire kind of thing is probably not the same as like coming through your you know the fireplace so
1: yeah i i i think that makes sense because
0: i don't remember if we see anyone making a call like that and then coming through all the way
1: Mm -mm, i don't think so thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the gaily prophet Uh, If you like this podcast, you should totally check out our other podcast, Escape from Reality, spelled E-S-G-A-Y-P-E, where we talk about the Simon Snow series by Rainbow Rowell, and it's real fun and real gay and great. And both of those podcasts are creations of Hashtag Ruthless Productions and are produced, mixed, and edited by me.
0: You should leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell all your friends about this here podcast. You can also like and share our stuff on Instagram and Twitter, where we're at the Gayly Prophet. Um, you can also check out our website, hashtag Ruthless, where you can listen to episodes of this show and escape from reality. And you can buy our merch and you can also make a donation if you so desire. And there's also a link to our Patreon, where we have Patreon exclusive content for our, in, in a not hierarchical patreon tier level because fuck capitalism
1: heck yes if you want to find me between episodes and you know follow along with my tarot deck situation you should totally follow me on instagram at lark malachi which is l-a-r-k-m-a-l-a-k-a-i or check out my website which is larkmalachi.com
0: um you can find me on twitter at jesse underscore detroit or on instagram for hilarious cat content and more ravings for me at Live from Detroit.
1: Our show art is by Theo Julian Forrester. The music and our theme song is by Kevin McLeod. And until next time.
0: Red Herring. Yellow Journalism.